Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A Life of Education podcast. We're here with Sujith Vergitz. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, so we wanted to bring you here today because you have such an incredible story and I've been following you on Instagram for quite a long time. I'm a little Insta stalker of yours. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe you can tell us about your story and what happened. Okay. Uh, basically, I was born and brought up here and I did my schooling over here. And then uh, after a certain grade, I moved to India. Kerala is where I'm basically from. And uh, I was in Kerala for two, three years. And then I moved to Bangalore to study my college for a bachelor's in commerce. So it's during my bachelor's in commerce when uh, I met with an accident and a bike accident. And uh, Like a motorbike or a bicycle? A motorbike, a motorbike. Okay. Yeah, totally loved. I was into a lot of racing. Mm-hmm. So I loved racing a lot. And uh, it was, it happened on March 31st in my final year of college, my third year of college. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. And then the next memory of me literally was waking up in a hospital bed. And uh, and uh, it, it, by the time I woke up, about three days already passed by. So I was on ventilators and in coma, pretty much unconscious for for three days. And I woke up on the fourth day. And uh, people telling me already two surgeries had been done on my body. So that's that's like in short how it all started. So what what happened to your body exactly? In well, the- um, when I woke up, my, my parents were there. The first very memory I have was me waking up and I'm I'm looking in a, I'm looking and my parents are staring at me. And my first thought that runs in my mind is like my my sisters my sisters were there as well. And I'm like, why are they here? What are they doing in Bangalore? Because I was, they were in Dubai, my sister and mom, everybody, and it was just me in Bangalore studying for my college. And I'm wondering, and what are they doing here? And I ask, uh, and the first question I received that day was my dad asking me, "Can you see me?" And I just nodded because I, I have I have no idea what was happening. I was kind of semi-conscious. I just nodded, and then my followed by my mom, and she asked me, "Do you recognize us?" I was like, "Yeah." And that's it. I just, I just, I just, I, I passed out because I was on very high medication. So it took me a few days to realize I was only awake for about 20 minutes to 30 minutes a day for oh, really? an entire day. Yeah. I was only awake for 20, 20 to 30 minutes and rest of the time I was unconscious or I was on some kind of medication and things like that. And, um, so it took me a few days and then my brother came the next day and he was like, Sujit, you met with an accident and, uh, you're in the ICU in a hospital. And I said, okay, what, what happened? Like, we don't know, but you'll be fine. And you're in the ICU right now. And I look at myself and I'm, on a, I'm just lying straight and I have tubes running through my mouth and my nose. And that's how I was being fed for a couple of days. And after two weeks of being in the ICU is when I was moved to the ward. And that's when apparently the doctors uh, proclaimed that I would be, now he's going to survive. So for two weeks, it was like, you know, a life or, you know, he might, he might not. It was, it was more of that. Touch and go. Yeah. Mm. So, and uh, yeah. And after two weeks, when I got to get to the ward, a lot of people would come visit me. And, you know, I realized a lot of people had so many questions to me. You know, they were asking me, how happened? Where were you? Who was with you? What did you do? Or how did it happen? And I, I had no idea. I had, I had literally no idea. My very last memory of the previous night was I was in a friend's house and uh, we took our bikes out for a ride. So I used to ride. I used to love riding bikes. I used to love racing so we, we had a thing where we used to do in Bangalore, usually, you know, since it's all friends, that we used to just take our bikes out for a night ride, just, you know, drive, have a tea or something, you know, very close by and just come back. So it was, it was one such night where we took the bikes out and uh, all I remember is getting on the bike and a friend getting behind me and that was it. What kind of bike is it? Uh, it's, it was an R15. So 125cc? It's, yeah, it was uh, 150cc. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
It's not, it was not a super bike, but yeah, you know, it was still fast. Enough, eh? It was still good enough for back yeah. roads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's the, that's the last thing you know. The next thing you're that's awake, the last you're thing I know. Up. I just remember sitting on the bike and we we're, we're going, and that's it. And how about your friend? Uh, sh- you mean after the accident? Oh, you, oh, memory-wise, now even she does not recall anything. Pretty much. Was she in the was accident? She, she was in the accident as well. Yeah. And is she okay? She was initially very critical. Uh, she had a pretty bad head injury and things like that, but now she is. And nobody remembers what happened. Nobody remembers what happened. But there was another bike. There were two bikes, actually. My bike and there was another bike. And uh, the other people were like, apparently, I was under a tunnel. And uh, my crash guard of the bike hit a truck. Okay, a stationary truck or so. Right. And uh, that's how I lost balance. So because I was still on the bike, I was still trying to control it, but it was way off balance. So you just just clipped it? She, Yeah, something like that. That's what they're saying. So she flew off the bike. And uh, my bike hit a footpath. Oh. And the footpath, so I'm still on the bike because I'm holding the handles. And me and the bike went and hit a pillar, which was on uh, on on, uh, on the side because it was like a lot of shops on the side. So my bike and my, my body hit a pillar and the pillar broke and it fell on me oh. by the impact of my back. And that's how I even ended up injuring my spinal cord. So you basically you injured your spinal cord. Did you have a head injury? I did well? have a head injury as well. You had so a helmet on. Yeah, I did not have a helmet on. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing uh, I I tell a lot of people today. Like you know, a lot of riders out there because I have a lot of rider friends. I tell them like, you know, it's 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 not fun. Like though at that moment it was fun, but you know I could have saved a lot of head injury, uh, head damage that night if I did have a helmet. I did have a helmet, but it was on my hand. Okay. So that that's what happened. So uh, my head and my spine, my back hit the pillar. And um, I had a pretty bad head injury because I had about 18 fractures on my skull. Really? Oh, yeah. Whoa. I had 18 fractures on my skull. And I had... Uh, so, I'm very lucky, I would say, because one of my injury, which was on my uh, my eyebrow bone, it pierced my eye down. So, the doctor's actually initially verdict was uh, to my parents, like, he's not going to see from his right eye. That's why your dad was asking you, can you see me? Can him? you see me? Exactly. Ah, yeah, okay. That was the... That's how it came up. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, they told me like, so they told my dad like, because it was covered for a few days, he might not see because his eyes are depressed and he has a head injury. So they told basically three things to my parents. He's never going to see again. He's never going to walk wow, again. Okay. And he's never going to, he's going to have a very weak memory. Why that? Because from the 18 fractures, I mean, that's a lot of injury, right? And it's only on one side. It's not even, it's like every entire 18 is like on, on my right. And... Uh, one of my fracture, one of the one of the fractures, kind of pierced to the last layer of the of the skull. Right. So it kind of touched the brain, not touched the brain. So that would have been very. That would have been entirely entirely different scenario right now. You know. If Do you have any that. memory problems? No, nothing. No. no, no, no. That's why I tell people, you know, trust me. I can see all of you. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> good. I remember all of you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But, good. But it was initially yes, I did. Initially, how it was, it was like. Um, so my first two weeks in the hospital, if I met somebody today and I met them tomorrow, I wouldn't remember. Th- I wouldn't right, remember right, that. Right. Yeah, it was it, that that phase was there, but that was just initial trauma. Maybe that was lasted maybe a, less than a month. Yeah, but I did have that as well. Yeah, your brain is doing so much recovering, isn't it? That yeah. it can only do one thing at a time at that initial stage. So I think I'm very lucky that way. You know, like 18 fractures. I mean, on your skull, on my skull itself. Oh my and, god! And that's you should mental. see, you should see the picture. I was going to ask, do you have X-rays? I, I do have an X-ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's deadly. People. Are, so that's when I start my talks. Usually, I show them X-ray. Everyone's like, so I'm like, okay, now since I have your attention, yeah. uh, this is what yeah. we're going to talk about. Wear your helmet. And do you have plates and stuff in your skull or? 
did they do lots of surgery there? Uh, luckily, no plates, no nothing. They did surgeries because you know they had to. So my eyes, they thought they're going to lose it, but they did want to fix it. So they did a surgery for all of that, and you know I think just to stabilize it. But no plates or any of that stuff. But I do have two rods on my on my back. That was also impl- uh, implanted uh, during the surgery. So I have no memory of this because by the time I woke up, all this was done on me already. Yeah. You know, the surgeries and. Uh, I had two major surgeries initially um, and it was a very high level surgery because it was a total of 12 hours. Each surgery was about 6-6. Six, six. So it was a very complicated so what was surgery. So what was the injury you suffered to your back? My spinal cord. Yeah. I injured my spine. I kind of, I, my, my spine at my T5, T6 is crushed. Okay. So they put two plates to uh, balance it. And uh, so because of the crush injury, all the neurons and the nerves are like blocked over there. So below that, I'm paralyzed. And um, I cannot uh, move or feel below my chest level of okay. T5, T6. So that was what happened that night. Is there, uh, do they ever say to you, because it wasn't severed, is there any chance that you might be able to regain that? So um, so it, it, it was a complete injury. I mean, they when they did a verdict for it, it was, it was a complete more than an incomplete. And the doctors were giving me all negative responses. But even even in the hospital, he was like, so this is your life, get adapted to it. He told my parents the same thing. Now your lives are going to change and this is how it's going to be. But from day one till day, I've never believed that. Like yeah, okay. those words never sunk in me, you know. I mean, you know, so somebody tells you something and no matter, they can tell you 50 times, 100 times. You're never going to believe it. It's never going to touch you. It's never going to affect you. You're not going to be like, oh man, are you serious? Like it, yeah. it, never, it never hit me. Like that, that's honest. It never hit me till date. It didn't hit me back then. So, because I never believed like something like that is impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, ob- obviously, you know, it, it, can't, it can't be impossible. You know, I mean, I've done yeah. so much. What people back in the hospital they have said it's impossible. People around me have told impossible, and I've I've broken all those barriers. Today. Good, you uh, have, and just watching you know? some of the things, some of the fitness things that you do for your body, other people would be looking at that, going, "That's crazy!" Like it's no, crazy, it pushes but it's me. Amazing. Yeah. It, it pushes me so much because so about the fitness videos. I started it because uh, I wanted to show people after my accident. So after my accident, uh, there was a small phase where I did. So doctors were not giving me much hope. The the doctors at the hospitals and stuff because there was no cure and stuff for spinal cord injury and there was this one Indian treatment I, I took at that time in 2013 end this happened in March 31st 2013 yeah, well, so this accident just yeah when did that happen March, March 31st 2013 yeah 2013 so four was that four and a half years ago five nearly yeah, yeah nearly yeah. five years ago okay and uh, after that so since doctors were not giving me much hope I went and I took uh, Indian herbal treatment and this guy was more like a very uh, uh, what do you say like a it's not a proper clinic and stuff, but he was like known to heal paralyzed people elsewhere. And he has done it and all the things is what I've heard. And uh, I took up his treatment for three months. So because of that, because I was doing an Ayurvedic treatment, I was put on a very strict diet. A very brutal diet, I would say rather. So if you hear the diet, it's, it's unbelievable. But Tell I was on it for it. three months. Sorry? Tell us about it. I was on bread and sugar as breakfast for three months. Wow. So to breakfast. start with, as breakfast. Okay. I was on rice and ladyfinger gravy as lunch again for three months. Rice and gravy. Rice and just a gravy of ladyfinger gravy. What's ladyfinger? Ladyfinger, the. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and yeah, and, and again in the evening it was just rice and something else. I had no juices. I could not drink anything. I could not eat anything. I could not touch meat. Nothing. And see, you should realize is already after my accident. 
it obviously took a toll on my health and my physique and you know i shrunk down and everything yeah because i was on tubes and being fed by liquid fed and uh, on top of that this diet can you believe like sugar and bread like what who yeah. do, who, who does that right mm. <laughs> but this guy this guy put me on it and i thought it's all part of the course and you know i just went along with it and because uh, for me it was only to recover there was nothing else in my mind because after my accident everyone is like now what's going to happen about you you know everyone started looking with sympathies and a lot of questions came to me you know when i came back home after the hospital people are asking me can you eat now how are you going to sleep how are you going to do in life um you know and it was, i had the most weirdest questions i had the most weirdest questions asked to me and uh, people looking on me like you know at least what job is he going to do it's okay he doesn't have to do a job it's okay this is life this is what this ones and it was it was very very negative very negative from a lot of people and everybody just wanted to touch my leg cuz and this was another very i th- i think by default a lot of people don't realize how to approach a person when they have been through trauma or something mm. like that but just when they know that i couldn't feel my legs they should just come and touch like oh, you can't feel that really like and 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 that affected me as well you know like in in a, in a way yeah so When you go from the hospital phase, what kind of stage are you at when you're eating sugar and bread for breakfast? Are you trying to put back on yeah, just no, any kind so, of weight? No, I, I mean, I should have been eating a lot of meat. I think if he wanted me to gain, but he was like, because it's going to be an Ayurvedic, it's got to be pure wedge and it's got to be very restrictive because we want your body to respond in so and so way. I never understood it. And because I went through that treatment for three months, by the time I was done in three months, um, you guys know what a pressure sore is? pressure sore yeah 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 so yeah. you have the special i had those too the special yeah. mattresses and they have to turn you beds and, and things like that yeah me mm. too you know do you want to just explain what it is for the people listening who who may not know okay so it's very it's very brutal it's basically now since you're paralyzed your muscles are not very it's not it's not contracting it's not expanding it's it's just loose right and because of that your bone pressure that you put on your bony areas uh, like your bony areas when you put pressure on it it kind of presses and it kind of destroys that muscle layer by layer so first your skin starts getting damaged then the first layer of skin goes your second layer of skin goes and then your skin completely goes and then your muscle starts dying off and then it becomes if and if it keeps going in such a way it can be a point where your bones can be seen through your body it's muscle wasting it's so muscle wasting yeah the muscle wastes so much yeah. and then you get like a a pressure sore so the skin a big hole on your body in yeah. short <laughs> and the, it get can get infected and so they have to turn you and move which you which is why stuff. in order to avoid that you've got to keep moving yeah you got that, that's that's even why i keep picking myself about sure, like sure. yeah 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 now that's I, i had a friend uh who i used to live with in the uk who we moved out here my um, about a year after i got a phone call that he broke his neck playing rugby and when we flew back to the UK to visit him one of the things we had to do because he was quite early he was still in the hospital we had to help him move around because he couldn't move himself around he was much higher through so he could move his arms but he can't move he's not got the greatest of dexterity and he can't move below so he like you're able to move with your arms we had to help him moving around initially even even in the hospitals i was moved i think every every hour every hour the nurses would come cuz i had literally no strength to even move left or right initially so they used to come and they used to turn me left mm-hmm. every one hour even including the nights including nights every one and a half hours they used to come and turn me left right and uh, that's how it was just to keep the pressure away yeah so this guy this ayurvedic treatment we had and uh, he used to keep hitting on my side like this he used to just tap on the sides of my thigh and he used to be like that's for that's for the blood flow to be there and i have no idea and since i don't feel any pain it does not ma- you know sure. so i was like okay maybe it's a part of the treatment but eventually it it became all this diet and 
I got I started getting infections inside because of a thing very poor diet or something and I started noticing on the thighs on the my side of my thighs it started becoming black slowly and the, and I didn't know it was dead because that was dead muscle because I have no idea and he was like no it's going to go off and things like that and uh, one day I started getting shivers you know I used to wake up and I was shivers and I knew there was fever I knew there was an infection there was temperature but I was not allowed to go to a hospital but he's like cuz it would contradict with right. the medicines he's doing so for me at this stage of my life I'm just desperate I would try anything I would go through hell yeah. just to get back on my feet yeah. you know and my and my mom was there with me and she was like she saw it and she also knew it he's just doing it to get back on his feet but then a point came where one day I woke up and uh, I'm just shivering I'm just shivering shivering is not stopping for at least another 3 4 hours and i'm drinking hot cups of boiling water that entire month or 2 3 weeks just to keep my body warm because for the shivers i i couldn't take it i was to sleep on like 5 6 blankets and things like that and uh my sister came to give me some food and she wasn't care like that time came to give me some food and i just uh, vomited the whole thing and i couldn't i couldn't even pick myself up and really? have that much energy so in me so did you di- did you have an infection what was it so till then i didn't go to the hospital and then i go to the hospital and no actually then we call a nurse home and we just take a blood test to see if you know what his blood levels like and she comes back like 3 hours later and she's like you know tells my mom take him to the hospital asap like don't wait his infection level is like out of the oh, room really? yeah he should be like if if this is going to go he's going to ke- he can get blind and like his blood levels are like super low and uh, you know it, it was it was it was bad it mm-hmm. was very bad and even even i forgot to mention one thing during the accident um so basically the first thing somebody does to you when you have an accident is they come and check your vitals yeah it's called gse if i'm not wrong gse uh, and uh, mine was about 4 out of 15 15 being normal and mine yeah. was about 3 or 4 out of 15 and the guy even the guy the male nurse who took me from the accident spot i met him like last year he was like dude you're the same guy man i took you at a risk this is what he told me i'm like what do you mean he's like risk cuz if you died in the ambulance whose responsibility are you cuz we have not even reached the hospital yeah you know that's 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 what i've been told i'm like i used to say yeah you were very bad you had only 3 or 4 gse uh, out of uh, out of 15 so you were barely responding you barely had a pulse you you were barely alive and after and after i just recovered and this is the phase again for me and i went i was rushed to a hospital the doctors examined me they immediately put me back in an icu i had a lot of blood transfusions because really oh yeah because my my blood was very very my body was like completely infected you know yeah. with with infections and suddenly the wounds were open and they are like this is like a open wound and they started taking off the dead flesh and believe it or not by in in, in like 3 days i had like two three holes on my body literally at bed sores as big as a palm would fit in my hand wow i had like huge bed sores not not like not the small ones i had like a palm would fit in my and this is also if you're not aware of and i was not aware of it yeah. and I, I, because i'm not aware of what a spinal cord injury was till then you know yeah. and i'm just learning and i'm i'm just still learning what is what and what's a bed, bed sore and pressure sore and and things like that and this is what happened so i'm curious after all of this recovery uh when did you decide to move back to dubai because re- that's when your life started to change and you started to get into fitness and become like a fitness influencer and an inspirational speaker so when did you decide to move back to dubai so, so for me fitness was always there uh when i was in bangalore as well i w- i used to gym but not very religiously you know i used to be in fitness but i used to be into boxing So boxing was uh, something that had a had a huge impact on me because that's something that gave me a lot of discipline. From boxing is where I literally got my discipline and that's something they used to keep me in focus. 
So I used to love boxing. So I used to religiously go training every day. Um, some of the days twice a day. Some of the days after college, I used to be there for boxing. So boxing. So I was more into boxing, martial arts than uh, than just uh, gymming. And uh, after my accident, I lost a lot of weight. And after those injuries, so because of this man's treatment, I was also in and out of hospitals, having a lot of surgeries. Until date, I've had about thirteen to fourteen surgeries. Because of these wounds, I was going to ask. So you, you had two main surgeries before this guy, yeah, and then you had another ten, eleven, another ten, eleven, just because of this guy. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. That yeah. goes to show, like, how important it is to be referred to the right person, exactly, and to go under the right care. Like, and, and, and you know, a lot of people come to you saying, "Oh, this is a method. This is a method. Why don't you try this?" Mm. And uh, this is the consequences of it, you know, because even I did the same thing. I just tried something new, yeah. and uh, this is what it led to. I mean, thirteen to fourteen, sur- like yeah. eleven to ten, twelve surgeries, just because, just because of, this, of this man's. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I really like relate to you a lot when you're talking about this because when I had my accident, I was doing the same. Like I was so desperate to get better that I was going to do anything. And at that stage, I think I would have listened to anyone. And I did some crazy treatment that uh, yeah it's but you got to be careful at the same time and I think I spoke to you about this uh, before the podcast about how we started Allo and and why this all came about we really wanted to help people find the right information the right resources and to be led in the right direction and particularly for the fitness community for them to be able to um to give people the right adequate care as opposed to you know like what this guy did to you which is yeah yeah crazy. because even as far as i know there's a lot of treatments they say is available out there and i've now i stayed away from all of it because i know what a spinal cord injury is and who you should actually be approaching than random people like these yeah. for me at that point was just de- i was just desperate i mean i was i was 20 years old and you know and people are telling me you're never going to walk again and that's something i could never never even imagine you know and i never believe but i never did you know but it's the whole being in a wheelchair throughout the day not being able to go to a place because you don't have the right accesses to it you know you suddenly start thinking like okay is that place now wheelchair accessible yeah and dubai you know? it's yeah. tough in dubai it's not there's not like i realized this as well there's not a lot of places that are wheelchair accessible or that make it easy um mm-hmm. for people with disabilities but, but I, I i'll come to that one so i've i've i've, I've fi- kind of figured my way out in the hard way and uh, as you said you asked me earlier right like how did i come up with all this so when all this negativity was going on in my life just when i thought people were giving me uh, uh sympathies and things after my accident it just got a lot worse after i was in the hospital second time due to because of this guy and uh, when i came out of the hospital this time i literally you know lost a lot of weight my collarbones were like just popping out you know i i, I didn't have even strength to even you know pick myself up i was that weak and um, then my dad was like in 2014 and 15 he was like okay we got your visa you can come back. you know let's get you back to dubai you know let's make things better now and um, me and my so mom so you could be with your family yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's so important so we thought actually india would be better for the rehabilitation and stuff but then unexpectedly all these things came in the picture so we are like yeah sure and then we came back in 2014 uh, 15 15 nearly beginning so that was a long gap for me me being as a boy who left Dubai at the age of in my 10th grade to study in India and now I'm returning back after all these years yeah and um, so I came back I didn't even c- finish complete my college because this happened like before a month before my final exams right. and um, so I was still like what were you studying bachelor's in commerce okay and uh, I came back to Dubai and that at the time I was not working I was not studying I was I was literally doing nothing I was just waking up home and you know watching some youtube videos watching tv and just just maybe going out with some friends and all initially so I used to look for a lot of people like you know where I could go where I could access 
things like that and um so i needed to do something other than you know just sit and warm my wheelchair can you guys guess what i wanted to do no what did you no? want to do okay i wanted, wanted to, to obviously i wanted to ride your start bike? working out oh. again oh i wanted to ride a bike riding riding a bike is still so this is a question i get asked a lot like dude would you get back on a bike i'm like hell yeah Like why wouldn't I? I think everybody expects like no, I'm not going to. I'm going to sorry interject that. I have so after my accident I started following all these amazing people on Instagram. You were one of them. And uh one of the other people that I watched is uh followed is this guy called Aaron Wheels. Oh and yeah, oh, do you he follow is him? crazy. <laughs> he is another He's amazing. Crazy. But do you know yeah. what was so and so I follow Aaron Wheels and Amy Purdy and then a, a couple of other people and they're all people who have done amazing things and they have so Amy Bodie has both legs were amputated from the shin and she's uh the US like a uh, champion in skiing uh, or snowboarding okay. um in the in the Paralympics like she's mm-hmm. amazing and then Aaron Wheels as well oh, yeah. he was a, a BMX rider yeah. had an accident as well and then now he does the same thing in he his wheelchair the craziest things on a wheelchair flips like oh yes. like yeah. triple flips off <laughs> like he's, he's from insane yeah like evil Knievel watching him yeah. and I just like it makes my heart go yeah. like this but what's so amazing about that is he's living like he's living he's living he's, he's enjoying living. his life and there's yeah. and there's uh, yeah there, there's nothing else to that you know like yeah. he's he's killing it every single day there's nothing that holds him back yeah. and, yeah. and I think he see. would he does better than I think other guys what yeah, they would probably sure. do on yeah. uh, you know yeah, yeah. what and I'm saying the biggest, the biggest thing there is like you can see that that sets his soul on fire like it just makes him feel alive and he's doing that and that's the most inspiring thing ever that that's exactly how what drove me for my fitness as well so when i wanted to go back to the gym i'm like you know what i want to go back to the gym that's what i told my mom i need to get my body back i need to get my physique back i need i need my i need my zone and fitness was always something that kept me in my in my pace and um, so people ask me was like the first things are like okay but do you think you can do much in a gym and i'm like i don't know i mean it's been a while it's been a forever i'm like but i want to go that's all i know and they were like Okay and then my mom is like do what you have to do if you want to go let's you you should go and then the next day I call my buddy and I'm like hey let's go to the gym so there was a gym when I when I was in Bangalore when I used to come to Dubai for like a month or two for vacation I used to go hit the gym in the next building and uh, me and my buddy we go to the gym and I meet the trainer he's like hey man what happened to you dude like it's been forever it's like yeah you know this this happened and uh, he's like you know what okay fine let's get you back in tomorrow I'll meet you in the afternoon I'm like cool I go back in the afternoon the next day and um, he starts giving me about 5 kilos max and for me it's a joke i mean yeah. if you know anybody else knows out there like having 5 kilos is like a joke and nobody touches 5 kilos you know it's only for very rare exercises usually it's 20 or 10 i'm like why is he giving me 5 and then we start with 5 and that was hard for me as well because because of my injury i lost a lot of balance you know like initially if i raised my hands up i would just fall on each side You know cuz it's I as in like fainting your no, blood no, pressure I, I, was low I don't have balance my trunk balance oh, is okay. not there so I would just fall so you would tip to the side Oh yeah so, yeah. so initially when I started being able to sit properly on a, after the accident if if I sat I always needed somebody to hold on something or someone to hold me or you know cuz I was not used to this you know it was very very wobbly my my base you know sitting so I would just fall yeah. on each side so it took me a while to get used to all this start sitting straight you know and today like it's it's no okay but back then it was very different and uh, before i come to how i got into fitness let me tell you what actually started the fire within me what actually gave me the guts to start doing something 
So even though everything was negative, I mean, obviously, even my mindset was going in a way like, you know, now what's going to happen? So just like, what's the next move? Everything was so unclear. There was no um, going back to college maybe now or what are you going to do? Are you going to job work? work? You're 20, man. Like, what's the scene, you know? And then I started seeing a video. So I used to, one thing I used to do always was watch a lot of motivational videos because I had so much of time in my hand. I was just home all day. So I, w- I was used to just surf through YouTube, watch a lot of motivational videos. And I came across a story of a guy called Dewey Bonzello. Okay, in, sh- in short, long story short, he was a guy at the age of 23. He got convicted for a murder of a woman, a 90-year-old woman. And the only witnesses against him were a few local thugs. He was convicted. He was in prison. And uh, for 10 years, first he was like a very angry man and things like that. And, you know, he was uh, in the prison fitness program and things like that and then after 10 20 years nearly 20 years he got another trial and in the trial the prosecution came and told him do if you confess to the crime we'll at least allow you to go on bail but then you know what do said at that time i'm not going to allow jail to define who i am you know i'm going to make my attitude do that he did not give up and he started writing to this law firm for five years every day and then they finally took up his case after five years because they kept ignoring his case and when they took up his case they just found out that all the proof against him were false and then after 30 years that means totally of 20 and then he got he was still in another jail for another 10 years at the age of 53 he was let out of jail as a free man with the quote apologizing to him for the injustice that they did to him wow. but the thing is he fought for 30 years. It took him 30 years, but end of the day, he walked out as a free man with a clean shit. And I thought to myself, man, this guy fought for 30 years for something that he believed in. He did not give up. And the result showed, like, end of the day, he walked out as a free man. And I thought, I thought, I thought to myself, Sujit, what gives you the right to just be negative and give up when yours is not even one or two years old? You know, when, it's, when your injury just happened, why are you giving up so fast? When did you ever start learning to give up? You know, you never thought of it. Like, why Why now? Just because everyone's saying it? I mean, when did you ever start living your life on others' opinions? This is what I started thinking to myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the first thing I wanted to do was prove everyone wrong. So everyone, the only thing they told me is like, Sujit, no, you can't go there because there's no wheelchair. There's no ramp. There's nobody to take you. It's hard. It's not easy. Things like that. You're not well. You know, you should be more careful now. These were what I heard. I'm like, what's the one thing they're not allowing me to do? This was one very basic thing. In my own house in Kerala, I wanted to sleep in the top floor. Now, a lot of people would be like, well, no, what's the big deal? He wants to sleep in his room because my room was on the top floor. And uh, the only deal was my room they had steps to go and I'm on a wheelchair and there's no way I can go on top. And people are like, there's no way we can put a lift for you, obviously. There's no way your mom can carry you. I'm like, yeah, definitely not. What did I do? What do I do? But I need to go. I'm I, like, I can imagine exactly. Tell me, what, what do you did. think? What do you think? I, I'll hands. tell you. Yeah, <laughs> no, because I I did really similar things to uh-huh. to that too. So you sat on your bum and pushed yourself up. Exactly. The stairs. That's exactly. I'm like, High you know five, what? Man. That's amazing. I, I, I can't walk it. I can't run it. I'm gonna crawl it. And everyone thought this was crazy. And I asked my mom, I want to crawl, it. and she's like, Sajid, no. And she 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 just feels for me, you know. She's like, she just wants me to be safe and stuff. I was like, the third day I asked her, I asked her first day, she was like, no. Second day, no. The third day, I was just so this thing. I was like, I have to do it for her to see it. And I just wheel myself to the end of the step. And I get, I, I, I keep one hand on my chair and one hand on the, on the step. And I sit and I sit and I sit 18 steps up. And then I go to my, I, I get on a couch and then to my wheelchair. And then I go to my room. And in the mornings, I come back down the same way. Mm-hmm. 
and i did that every day i was there mm. suddenly when i did this this one very simple move of going to my room and sleeping to my room sleeping in my room people started wondering how did he do it till then that was something it was impossible suddenly they saw it was possible and they started asking me how did you do it that is literally the first thing that gave me a sign of uh, belief in myself like you just did something what everybody cool. thought was impossible mm-hmm. yeah cool you just did something what nobody ever thought of nobody ever thought of crawling everyone thought of walking everyone thought of putting a lift everyone thought of carrying did anybody think of crawling up no but you did and i did it mm-hmm. suddenly i started to see i started to see life in a very different perspective that's exactly what i did and then coming back to dubai i'm like now you, i'm not going to stop myself here just in one act i'm like i'm i need to get back to a gym i go to my trainer trainer the fo- so as i said the first day it was just 5 kilos and things like that but i was i was getting a hang of it over the over i think just within a month he saw there was a major improvement in me that i was doing good cuz i still had i could still do a lot of things but yes i did learn a lot as you're saying about fitness education because there was a lot of wrong things i did as well so one thing because i didn't have any trunk balance when i used to lift some heavy weights let's say for bicep curls from the machine yeah so the minute so i could never s- stay straight by myself due to lack of trunk balance so i needed somebody to hold me so he used to put his um hands on my chest and my shoulders so i do not move forward and i used to do the bicep curl but then one day when we did a very heavy weight we did everything 50 kilos or something he just left it because i was done with my set but the but the the cable was still in my hand and i fell with the cable on the floor because the weights just Too took heavy. me down and that's when we real and that's when i also realized oh something like this can happen you know so you got to figure your way out and then i started learning i started tying myself up you know i made sure that I, so i this was literally trial and error practice for me yeah. this is not something i had to i could google or youtube or yeah, see yeah. fails wheelchair fails or things <laughs> like that you know so i had i had to do it myself and then i realized so so i used to i have asked a lot of people when i during some particular sets dude can you just hold my hold my shoulders so i don't move and when i do really heavy i take the 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 weight be- the waist belt yeah. and i and i tie myself on the machine so i started doing it but then there were still certain exercises like i couldn't do like squat uh, like maybe squats for the legs or for the back uh, uh some exercises with dumbbells which are not physically possible but i used to do my own research for it and find out how to hit that particular target muscle how to how to target that particular muscle in a different variation in a different form so i've done my own researches as well and i have improvised as much as i can you know and even uh, even for uh, for my for my for my for my abs I, i couldn't like there was so i could do a lot of i initially started doing for chest back tricep bicep shoulders all these seem possible but then even for the for my tr- for my waist uh, for my stomach muscles there were very limited exercises as i couldn't do ab crunches so basically if i'm down i'm down there's no way i can come back up if i'm lying on the floor so i used to improvise a lot with weights i used to i used to like uh, is that just a weakness or is that is that a, as a result of the accident it's it's a result of the accident it's all the result of the accident sure. i've lost the trunk power sure. so i do not have that much of trunk power but then so i i improvise myself in my own ab crunches i have like cables where i hold it and i i come back so i put like a pretty decent amount of weights yeah. so i have the strength to come down but i don't i wouldn't have to come back up but the weights pull me back up you get it so i used yeah. to improvise like that as well then i used to do a lot of ground work so i i today literally i mix myself with weights and body weights because i love body weights do you swim oh i wish i could 
I wish I could. Yeah, you can't. Open no. wound? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I do not technically know. Yeah. But I have tried being on a swimming pool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to see if I float or just go down, but I just go down. Yeah. But I, so I, I, I You've do. You've got, because I, I did uh, a lot of hydrotherapy and it's, it's amazing. Honestly, it just gives you the most amazing feeling. But uh, I was strapped to floaties because I couldn't float mm-hmm. either. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight as well yeah. and I just sunk. Yeah. Um, so you get strapped in and. Then you just, like yeah, you just say, so I just hold on the sides. So by that, I just don't, but I just stay in the pool, you know, whatever. But I, I've not had much of hydrotherapy, but yeah. But I know what you're saying, because even yeah. I, I wanted to experiment that side. So I got on my friend's pool to see if I will uh, float by default, but no, not really. Yeah, there's some really good floaty devices things is, yeah, things that, that you right? can buy that keep you like from drowning. <laughs> Should try it on maybe next time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have them at home, so I'll bring them for you <laughs> totally. next time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean that, that's how it all started, you know. So I I literally learned my way in how to improvise, how to tie myself, how to ask people for support. Because then there were certain exercises I even needed my wheelchair to be grounded. So right, I used okay. to yeah, I put plates on my wheelchair, and um, so I I basically started uh, vlogging about it, putting on my Insta story to show people that Sujit has not given up but today i do it for a whole different purpose to motivate people yeah so uh, this is how it all started so initially my mom used to drop me to the gym so this is literally okay if you if you see the start of how it started and how it built up all the way my mom used to wheel me all the way to the gym and my trainer used to drop me back under my building so i could just have to catch the lift and go because i was very uh, you know it's a road i'm going to wheel myself then it started becoming i'm wheeling myself to the gym and then i got sponsored by ufc gym in business bay cool. and uh, cuz me and chris fade and all collaborated at that time and we had a lot of events going on awesome. and uh, i i i became a public motivational speaker by 2017 16 17 i became a motivational speaker i've spoken in a lot of colleges a lot of schools a lot of companies i even gave a tedx talk mm-hmm. last year i know that I was saw. in that was in octobi <laughs> yeah i've been secretly stalking that, you that, that was in october that, that was like that was a big uh, surprise for me as yeah. well when i got the invite and um, so when they sponsored me and they were like you can come on work out in our gyms and it's going to be amazing and i was like that's cool but the only problem is again i am in sharja i stay in sharja and they are all the way in business bay yeah and how everyone is like there? dude that's mm-hmm. so cool you got sponsored but how are you going to go what do you think alan i went or not <laughs> you found a way yeah i i know that you found a way like i know it i don't I know how i totally did <laughs> I, i totally did and everyone's like again nobody can drop you all the way to business bay man every day and wait for you to work out finish working out and come back i was like i'm going to find a way and i did the same i'm like wait i'm not driving yet but there's public transport exactly but there's no public transport to sharja as in there is taxis but i'm thinking metro wise yeah. buses wise mm-hmm. and even if i have to get a bus it has to be like i have to go through a lot of sand and yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. things like that which is not very c- easy for me to yeah and especially especially when it's really hot outside yeah. and you're in a wheelchair as well it makes it a lot more challenging lot going more through harder. sand in 50 degree heat yeah but what i did was now if you guys can visualize this i got up my house i wheel i stayed right behind sahara center right in front of sahara I wheeled all the way to Sahara getting over the footbridge yeah I get on the footbridge I enter Sahara I enter Sahara I exit Sahara center from the back side of it so that's like the Dubai how far away, how far apart are these places? uh that from my house to Sahara let's say total of 
know, 800 meters. Okay, 900 that's far, maybe. Eh? Yeah, it's... It Especially in the heat. Maybe 800, 700, yeah, easily. In the heat. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's the worst. But then I just have my my earpods on, like you my headphones, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I play my jam, and I'm like, nothing <laughs> bothers me, you know, so I, I just keep wheeling, you know. And uh, I, I get out of Sahara from the back, and then I wheel to the Dubai side. From there, I take a cab, and I go to the Gisez metro station, okay? From Gisez metro station... I take the metro and I go to Union. I shift in Union. I go to Business Bay. Okay, that metro ride takes me about 40, 45 minutes. They're from Gisez to Business Bay. I get down at Business Bay. From there, I take a bus. Mm-hmm. Like right under the Business Bay metro station, I take a bus. And that's another half an hour journey. How do you, can I ask you yeah. this? Because people don't realize, like I've been in a wheelchair here. They don't realize how hard that is. It is because pretty hard. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. When you can walk, that's easy. But when okay. you can't, that's oh, not easy. So in, yeah, yeah. in Australia, sorry to interrupt you. No. In, in Australia, the buses are all equipped with like disability buses. Ramps, so they have yeah. this, this ramp that automatically comes down and you can wheel yourself up and they have a spot. Mm-hmm. For people with disabilities, mm-hmm. but do they have that here? They have. They do have it here. Oh, they do have most of the. Bo- like I think every bus I've been to the, does have ramps. So if in in Business Bay area, if any of the ramps are not jammed, that's because of me, because I have <laughs> made them pick it up. Okay, so yeah, as you said, it it was it was not easy because um, wheeling there, there was a lot of arm power required for me initially, and there was like you know not very uh, uneven roads and things like that. But I still managed myself to wheel. Like, trust me, wheeling myself from my house to Sahara, backside itself was like a lot. Yeah. Then taking yeah. a cab and then... The and you're cab- going to work out. You're not... Yeah. Ca- you're like, you're going to do more exercise. You're going to work out. Exactly, right? I, I know. I remember after hospital, I could barely wheel myself like across the road. Mm-hmm. I'd get across the road and I was so tired. Tired. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know initially for me it was as well. But I was just so determined. I'm like, UFC. I mean, like, come on, man. I got to work out over yeah. there. I can't lose that opportunity. And... Uh, and doing that is when I started realizing, okay, metros became accessible because I used to find out ways to get inside the metro through the, you know, from outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting in the metro was not very, not very hard. I just tried to avoid the rush hours because that becomes a big problem for me. Yeah, okay. So luckily for me, it was even the RTA department was very kind. If they saw me through the screens and there was a lot of people, they used to send somebody to move away, mm-hmm. like let the guy get in first, you know. And uh, yeah, so. But even people don't even realize like in a lot of the metros, there's a gap. And you, if you if you don't have someone helping you, you can get stuck in. You those can gaps. get stuck, yeah. Like totally. I've gotten stuck in stuff yeah? like that okay. too, and it's like, why do people like? As soon as I got into wheelchair, I realized how difficult life was for people in wheelchairs, and that even opening a fridge the right way, like you get stuck, you can't get stuff out. You're like you get stuck. You got to move, like yeah. Once you open the fridge, you got to move a little more back. Yes, you got to reverse, yeah, turn yeah, yeah, yeah. around. It's like it's a real I, challenge. And so I wanted to see if it was accessible, all these things, but metros were and buses also thankfully were. So initially when I got into a bus, the cab guys, I think they, they, the, the bus drivers are like, oh my God, we, we, the wheelchair guy, I think nobody, pretty much not a lot of people I think are solo on a wheelchair. I think and maybe they are, but I've not seen very not in Dubai. often, yeah. maybe I've not seen. So I'm like, I need you to open this. And every bus I've been to initially in the first weeks, the, the, the ramps are there. But they jammed because nobody has work. ever used it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm literally the first. So I had like tools with me like, here, take it, use this. And like there were like five guys trying to... And literally, you know, like the first week, it was like literally three, four guys trying with different equipments to pick the thing up. Because it's like, mm-hmm. a, like a small hook. And you got to pick the hook up for the ramp to come out. Right. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's how we did it initially. And then half an hour bus journey. That's so admirable. And like, then I used to go to gym. Mm-hmm. Then I reached uh, UFC gym. Work out there for like two hours, 
and then I come back all the way. The same way how I described going, I come back the same way. So my gym session, because I was not working, I was not studying, I had time in my hand. So my gym session per day used to take me five and a half hours. Five and a half hours every day. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I mean, I have time, but what's stopping me? Mm -hmm. And I tell people today, man, you have gyms in your own buildings. And you are telling me that you're lazy to go to a gym and work out for half an hour. When I, being on a wheelchair, wheeled myself, worked out in a gym. Can you imagine working out for two hours, killing it in a gym and doing the same back? I mean, I can get it going back, but trust me, even my arms, my shoulder days are the only days I ask my mom, please come and <laughs> Shoulder days are like the worst. Like I go super heavy on shoulder days. And I'm like, I can't feel them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I need somebody. Do you, you do know? any uh, floor-based work? Oh, totally. Body weights. Yeah. I mean, body weight workouts I do. I do a lot of, uh, so I mix it basically for push-ups. I try to do, I do, I do a lot with the medicine ball mm-hmm. and I, I do try to do a lot with for core. So I, I do my own researches as well as much as I can do. So initially, um, it was very weak, very bad, but today it's it's pretty good. So I I totally mix uh, my body weights and my yeah. You look like weights. you're in amazing shape. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You've got some good size on you now compared to yeah. what you're describing. Before definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so the first time I even did so I wanted to so it was all about motivation for me. It just initially it was just to show my videos that you know Sujit has not given up. He's still he's still doing what he has to do. But then I started getting responses. I started getting messages from a lot of people like man I see you and I just hit the gym today. I've literally got DMs with people telling me like, you know, Sujit, I uh, saw your video today and I, I even I had a very long day, but I still went to the gym for half an hour. I still went to the gym for one hour today and I'm so happy and thank you for always keep going. So for me, it's just to show people if I'm able to do all this in a wheelchair, I mean, can you imagine five and a half hours just for one gym session where people are complaining about traffic and mm-hmm. time when they have yeah. gyms in their own buildings or yeah. next buildings. And there's this guy who goes like for me, it was just to show people if I can then you definitely can. You shouldn't have a reason. That's it. No, honestly, just just from being in that situation myself, I understand how hard that is. Like two hours traveling, that's hard, especially when you're in a wheelchair. Like, and it, it's so hot outside. Um, yeah, that's really admirable. So, tell us a little bit more about uh, what other things that you're you're doing these days. Because obviously, you're an ambassador for a lot of people. You're into fitness. Um, you're doing some amazing things. You're a motivational speaker. Like, it's just so, so admirable. You, you know, it's it's uh, it's a very even I have no idea how I even landed up somewhere like this in my life because uh, I never I never imagined it never planned how the route would take but as of 2016 is when I was first invited for the Chris Fade show and Chris heard my message and he's like you know we need you on the radio and we just ended up clicking and we became good buddies and in 2017 is when he's like I have an event my Fade Fit he's he launched the Fade Fit uh, kid snack and stuff and he was like you know we have a fir- I'm having I'm gonna organize a first mod- uh, talk. We're going to call a few influencers, a few nutritionists and talk on it. And I want you to be a speaker. And that's the first time ever, second time ever, other than the radio, Dubai heard of my story. And a lot of people started connecting with me. And then I started becoming, I became a motivational speaker because I wanted people to realize from my life of what I've done. Like climbing stairs, still going to the gym, even on being on a wheelchair. I mean, I could have, I could have literally backed out from that idea of the stairs I would have got from people or what I would have been, of the uncertainty of what would have happened. But I, I did not allow that to affect me. For me, it was just I need to get back in a gym and work, my, work on me. That was it. There was no left to it. There was no right to it and nothing ever stopped me. And initially, even, you know, there were times when I used to go to a gym, people would be like, I'm like, oh, hey, could you please give me, because I could not reach the dumbbell rack. Could you please give me those weights? He's like, how much do you want? Five? Four? I was like, no, 15. So you see the ma- mindset of people. And today, those same guys just watch me killing a set of 50s and like, uh, you know, they just dr- jaw drop. Yeah, I don't think you, you know? could do that. 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you definitely. Know, and, uh, yeah, it, it was just uh, to show people. And I, I speak in a lot of schools. I've, I've given a lot of in companies. I go, I share them with my story of how I see life, what I've learned with it. Because even though whatever I've done in my life till today, I also have my challenges. People telling me, Sujit, all this is possible, but that's not. So one thing was even driving a car. They're like, how are you going to drive a car? How are you ever going to be I by yourself? In there's some, there's, I've heard of cars uh, that are specially built for people with disabilities that you, you uh, the accelerator and the brake are done with your hands. Hands. Yeah. So people never thought, but guess what, guys? I have a license in Dubai as of today. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I have been today. I have, yeah, I have, I've been driving. So okay. I'm, I'm going to be driving the way back. I mean, cool. Amazing. Yeah, so Is, how, how it works. You, yeah, exactly. I know you're coming to that. So as you said, there were a lot of cars. So I never wanted a car that has to be specially mm-hmm. modified just for this, you know. So uh, I, I did my training in Galdari and all that. So there's this stick, okay? And it's got two, two rods, which goes to this. Uh, and it's all controlled in your hand. It's like basically like a joystick. So one of the end, you connect to the brake. The other end, you connect to the accelerator. So if you press with your thumb, when I press with my thumb, it's the accelerator that gets pushed. And when I push, push with my palm, it's the brakes. It's as simple as that. And I can use that in any car. Wow. So literally, it's like if you oh, give me okay. five minutes, it's it's a very it's a, a it's so you could just get into my car, yeah, hook it in, plug it in, and right I can right hand is brake and accelerator, yeah. left hand's on the steering. No, wheel. no, no, it's it's all on the same. It's literally my brake is on my th- my actuator is on my thumb, my brake is on my palm. That's yeah. it. And then the, this hand's on the steering wheel. Yeah, that hand's on the steering wheel. Do it's like even wow. cool, you know, like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a roll. <laughs> wow, okay, cool. Yeah, that's so amazing. Th- that's how. So I you're driving? It. Yeah, I drive. I drive oh, pretty much. That's great. I've been driving like yeah. From I got my license on uh, March, mm-hmm. so from then since then I I drive. Awesome. I take the car in the, in the nights. I go you know nearby. Yeah, call some friends and. Just well, that's go. that's so great because in a city like this, it gives you independence. Yeah, you can uh, you can do things on your own without yeah. asking people to drive you and stuff, or without having yeah, to exactly. take two and a half so hours of public transport. The the whole point for all this was just so I can be completely independent. I do not have to ask somebody, even if I just want to go to maybe. Uh, one kilometer two kilometers away you know I, I can do it on myself rather than just taking a yeah a cab in a car and, and that was the idea you know so what does that allow you to do now that you couldn't do before allow me to do oh i move on by myself i don't have to ask them. even my parents like they know i'm like completely even they had their own fears initially like how is he going to do like today they're like sujit seriously like he's going to do it better than you like you know <laughs> they tell my sisters like he can because they know that that's the amount of confidence that they have in me they believe in me and even i have like I've never stopped myself from doing whatever I have to do, you know. Yeah. And that was one thing where it struck me, as you asked earlier. A lot of people ask me, like, they used to say, "It's good to do you did, but you know, you can, you always need somebody with you." Like though I started going to the gym by myself, you still need somebody with you. There's no way you can uh, be by yourself completely. And what did I do last year after writing my exams, CFA exams? Um, I took a flight from Sharjah. I told my mom and dad, "I need, a, I need a vacation. I need a break." Okay, who are you going with? I'm like by myself. Are you sure? They didn't even, that's all they asked me. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, done. Because they believed in me. And they, they know I could. And I took a flight from Sharjah. I went back to Bangalore, where I, where I did my college. Had the best time of my life. Killed it for like one week. Partied crazy. And I came back by myself in a, in a flight. Wow. I stayed by myself and friends were over to my place. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I did that. And the minute I did that, people are like, you know, like, how did you do it? Wow, that's crazy you did it. But till then, it was like, there's no way you can do it. Yeah. And suddenly, I have to show it to them. 
it is possible and that's what i've been doing that's what i try to tell a lot of other people out there if i can do it for me for me it's like for some reason i can take this hit i can take this impact but definitely i do not believe what the doctors say i do not believe it's a permanent i definitely have faith i mean i've come so far i've broken most of the um, most what doctors have told me it's not possible for you most mm-hmm. what people have told me it's not possible for you and now people watch my videos and they get inspired to go to the gym yeah. which makes me so happy and that's a energy that drives me for mm-hmm. me it's pure gratitude i'm i'm really grateful to be alive i'm really grateful to be so you know, here i have some questions for you what uh, for other people in in your situation or with similar injuries what uh, advice would you give them what tips never what give would you up. say never give up never mm-hmm. listen to what others have to tell you never allow others others decisions to become uh, your reality that that's the best thing i i tell them and never give up you know always always i'm i'm so driven today for me i'm i'm so driven i'm so motivated to do a lot of things and for me it's just to push myself every every day by the by the day by the week by the month so that i'm growing internally and now because i'm doing that i don't have to watch what others are telling me like it does not even bother me today and because of what i've done nobody even comes and tells me sujith it's not possible to you because they know that's a very wrong statement you know mm-hmm. but i tell people because i i know a lot of other paraplegics who have connected with me after they have seen my videos and i tell them you know because they get inspired by what i do because i i don't stop i i don't uh, limit myself for me it's like if you want something go get it you will find a way just another way it's a different perspective as i said earlier everybody only thought about walking a step or being yeah. picked up nobody thought of crawling but it's possible right so that's what i tell people you know just do what you have to do don't let anything stop you and i have guys in wheelchairs who have started working out now after watching awesome. my videos that's amazing and, 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 and it it really benefits them because i think gym is one place also you know fitness is one place it's more than just building muscle it's more than just looking great it's a lot of mental don't you agree with me yeah yeah it's yeah. it's uh, i i still tell people go to gym stop thinking it's all about muscles and things it's it's it's, about it's 80% and your mental then it's then it's uh, it's yeah. about just building yes this is the goal this is the bonus you get i think your body but i i definitely say it's 80% uh, mental and i tell people you know get to gym work out do it religiously don't cheat it will give you results but to see those results you have to be consistent that's that's all i tell people you know um so my other my other question is for fitness trainers who um may be approached by somebody with an injury like yours what advice would you give them oh how do you train somebody like yeah. this yeah there's a lot of things because a lot of guys don't understand you lose a lot of sensation you lose a lot of balance you know like putting weights on your legs is not a very good thing because initially when i was also in a gym my trainer used to ask him give me those weights he was just come and put on my leg for an other guy they could still put 20 kilos on your legs before you pick it up on your hands yeah but if you put on on a on somebody like me being in a wheelchair it's not a very good thing like as in it can damage my muscles right yeah. so these are things that people should be known about like as i said earlier me falling off a uh, falling off a wheelchair due to a lot of a uh, lot of weights so these are things they should look into it and start slow i would say because i've started slow i started with like 5 10 kilos max initially start slow start figuring out how much strength you have here you know how can you work your way out start using i always tell i've seen a lot of other videos also a lot of other paraplegic bodybuilders they tie themselves up so Just that's like I was going to ask you yeah yeah mm. tying themselves is like super important so yeah, i never knew that as well like I, it would never occur tying, to me that yeah, you need to tie yourself you need yourself to tie yourself up, up. Yeah. so i do tie or when i'm on the machine for the cable rows so w- when i do really heavy it's not very um, people cannot hold me for that long because there's a lot of weight even i'm using and they got to yeah. use the same amount of weight to keep Absolutely. my body yeah. down 
so i tie myself on the on the bench and they just have to keep the bench on the ground but you know? obviously now this is f- almost 5 years post accident so you're obviously very fit and able um but if somebody's just they wouldn't be tying themselves up at that stage yeah, because they they're not aware of it yeah. until they start falling or things like happening to them you know but yeah these are the main advices i tell them you know tie tie yourself up keep picking yourself up keep moving don't stay stationary and i tell a lot of people you got to keep moving because the moment you stop moving is when you start seeing differences in your body like pressure sores as i said earlier and injuries to your body and it just starts slow you know just start slow mainly tying up these are like the most important things who do you get say? your inspiration from like you kind of mentioned just quickly there you said you look at other paraplegic bodybuilders online is there anybody in particular that that you focus on but all this came later like yeah. for me to get back for me to get back initially to be driven this much it was just pure um it it was it was anger it was a lot of anger to be honest initially it was like people telling me nose a billion times on my face this is not possible that's not possible i heard so much nose where i'm like i can't allow this to happen anymore and do we bonzalo stories where i really got triggered i'm like i can't give up you know i have to do something about my life because clearly nobody is going to change anything doctors and my parents aren't there's only one person who can make a difference and that's me so that's what literally motivated me and and it was gratitude to be alive because when i started looking back into my life after my injury i mean i was an athlete i was a fast i was i was pretty fast on my feet i used to box i always wanted to go amateur level boxing i mean i had the speed i had the capabilities i was, I was not i was a pretty decent rider as well i had all that but i was i took so much of it for granted i took so much uh, i never bothered about it because you never realize that you're going to lose something like this very essential like walking in your life you know and uh, so me at, in short at that age was like just a party freak boxing was something because of that made me feel like i was a guy very untouchable you know like nobody could mess with me and people knew that and i had all the pride of it you know what i mean i was i was very different back then i saw things very differently it was just partying you know just killing life you know enjoying you know it, i was very uh, in a very different route and after my accident is when i just got a stop in life and you know it was like you know now and it was literally i had so much of time in my hand at those days initially because i was just home right and i was just recalling of my past my life and how i was and what i did and you know all the things i've been into and i was like what what was the whole point of all this you know what was uh, why didn't you give your best you could have done so much more better in those things you know but you never cared or you were very uh, very arrogant about the fact that you know you had the speed or you had the this thing and and you know boxing made you feel like you were untouchable and stuff so today i'm just grateful mm-hmm. i'm so grateful to be alive i'm so grateful that i have some people in my life i'm so grateful to breathe literally you know sometimes there is breath i just take i'm so grateful for this breath i'm so grateful for life my parents that i have today i'm able to at least see talk i mean imagine the alternatives as you were saying also earlier but your it could have been a lot worse it could have even been in a position i'm not even able to move my hand if my yeah. injury was like two vertebrae up yeah which is which is very possible but i am i mean even with whatever i have today i'm going to do my best for it that was my attitude and i'm like now at least since i have what i have like i still have my arm power i'm going to use the max of it and i have not left anything i've not skipped on anything not to do it yeah you were mentioning before that now obviously we discussed this before you're a motivational speaker you're a fitness influencer and now you're also working and driving <laughs> yes i am working and driving as well that's crazy and uh, yeah i mean working it's because 2017 was all about giving talks motivating and even the tedx thing came up mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was big as well and uh, i ended up winning an award as well last year mm-hmm. it's called masala awards it's like the bollywood ifa awards 
GCC version. Cool. So there were a lot Congrats. of celebrities, and mm-hmm. they uh, one of the celebrity nominated me for the most inspirational personality, 2017, and I won an award for that. And Amazing. that just motivated me to another level because finally my work also I put in it was not for the award but when I got that it just drove me to another level to do more because people I get a lot of DMs you know I get a lot of messages from people in Facebook and Instagram people asking me Sujit this is this is how do you see how do I get over this you know very basic problems for them but it's the biggest problem for them and how do you overcome it how do you manage to stay positive how are you even happy I mean I know you can be but Dude, aren't you on a wheelchair? Like, doesn't that affect you? I said no because number A, I do not believe that I'm going to be in the rest of my life. Second, I have now. I'm grateful to be alive, and I'm going to. I'm not, not going to complain of my past. I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to live, and I'm going to live to my fullest. You know, because for me today, it's way more than just my body. It's mm-hmm. it's totally life. Yeah, in and general, also to live, you know? the inspiration that you bring to others and the motivation to like, you know, like. If if you can do this, so can others. There's exactly. a path carved out for them. That's my whole point. As I said, for some reason I can take this. For some reason I can take this injury and still be enjoy every day of my life. Still wake up motivated, yeah. driven. You know, still wake up so driven. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't leave anything. So when motivational talks, I was, I was never a guy shy. But so till then. I was like, I was very doubtful. Like, would I be even able to give in front of a crowd? Today, I've given to easily more than thousand people. Awesome. Uh, uh, you know, talks yeah. and uh, motivation came. Fitness influencing. That's that's never going to stop. Mm. Like, as long as I'm breathing, I'm yeah. in a gym do six you, days a week. Do you know? Sometimes I find what what really helped me is uh, complete acceptance. Like, once you accept that this is your life and accept it with love and gratitude, then you know that it's there for a reason. I remember reading something, and it was it was something along the lines of what's meant for me it will never miss me and what misses me was never meant for me and it kind of like every time I say that to myself I'm like this was meant for me like this is mine and I need to do the best thing that I can with it so you've obviously done exactly I, the I same. totally agree on that like, I mean everything has a purpose and uh, this just brought me to another direction of my life what I've never thought before it pushed me in a way it made me a guy who I would have probably never become if I was, if you know what I mean, right? Before, yeah. so it made me realize a lot. I'm, I'm so thankful for this mindset I have today, that uh, of, of growth, of inspiring people, of bringing people up. You know, this is not because for me, it's not just me. It's not, it's, it's not just about me today at all. It's for me. It's because I know a lot of people watch me, and my inspiration is driven. And me, the day I give up, is the day they see that there is a fault in the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So th- there's nothing that's that's that that can bring me down. I mean, yes, I do have my bad days as well. There are days even when reality just hits me you know you're suddenly like dude why and all that but i give myself about like let's say 48 hours literally two days then might there I, I might go a little silent but then i'm like you know what Sujit, that's it you're done your sad face is done you were sad okay <laughs> you're normal it's a human being it's not like you have to be happy all the time or you yeah. have to be that's like, this is how, this is how life is you know you mm-hmm. have your downs as well and my downs is if i'm very quiet if i have to cry if i have to do whatever i'm going to do it in that 48 hours but then the third day get back up yeah get back up start seeing what you why why you're doing this for start seeing the goal start believing why you even started all this you started fitness not just to just to build your body and think it's for a bigger purpose because you believed you're going to walk you started talking because you believed you're going to inspire people you believed people are going to listen to you and they're going to change their lives and i have done and, and i've tried my best and i've tried my best mm-hmm. not, not in just terms of fitness you know even i get a lot of people asking me advices of you know their boss literally a lady from bahrain uh, her boss was treating her like 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 shit 
and she was like you know i don't know what to do i'm so demotivated i feel so bad to go and i i just i i ended up in a conversation with asking her telling her you know don't allow his attitude to uh, don't don't let his attitude reflect on your outcome you know just because he's giving you negativity does not mean you have to be negative you can start seeing the situation in a different way you can take it differently and trust me eventually the situation will change definitely i mean this neg- negativity can never beat positivity never mm. it can never overpower it it can never beat it i think what's important so so the people you'll inspire are the people maybe who are experiencing something similar to you but there's also a lot of power in what you're saying to reflect in other people's lives like people who don't have these challenges it's like whoa you know there was me feeling sad there was me feeling down about my problems and when you put it on the spectrum what have i got to really complain about like if you can do what you're doing then oh i'm a little bit tired today or my boss was a little bit mean to me this afternoon so i'm going to go home and feel it's like i need to snap out of it if people like you can do what you're doing then my problems pale into into significance yeah it puts things into perspective i think that's very important for people to hear these kinds of stories because and i said this to you when we used Mm -hmm. to do the rehab that it allows you reframe like what i'm going through so what i'm going through is is this and sometimes in my world that's really really heavy on me that's quite difficult for me to deal with but when when you you go online and you see these other things it's like oh I need to snap out of this. I need to wake up. I need to get going. I need to f- just, if you can do it, gosh, I can do it. Suddenly you start seeing that yours is not the biggest problems, right? There are bigger people with the bigger problems than you. No, I tell the people the same thing. I, I want them to see my stories because I had it at one point of time. I had everything. I was walking. I was running. I never realized what my potential was. Today I do, but I'm not able to now, as of now. But I tell them, you have it now. Realize it. See it. And 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 they're and, very powerful and, words. And and uh, adapt to it and start and start doing it. Start making a change. Just don't sit back there and watch or saying that you don't have time. You everybody has time. Everybody has the power. Everybody has the potential. It's just of how much you realize it and how much you use your potential. Yeah. Like I had it, but then I I had one hundred percent back then. But today I give my five hundred percent. You know, like maybe that Sujit earlier back then wouldn't be able to do what he does today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just tell people like you have it now, you have the time, you have watch and learn. There's a guy in front of you telling you that he was there. You know? So don't 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 skip out on that. Don't uh, don't don't be ignorant to it. Don't think that you can always have what you have. Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah. tomorrow it can be taken away yeah. from you. Yeah. Yeah. So use your max. And I'm going to say this first on your podcast since it's mm-hmm. my first podcast as yeah. well. I have a big something coming up next mm-hmm. week. So for me, it's always to do something which can uh, make people blow their minds off or make people, whoa, like how did he do that? And last year it was me ever, first ever, when people telling me never, he can never do anything in a gym, to me going and bench pressing 100 kilos. Wow. Now before anybody of started like, that's just 100 kilos, I know there's totally some buff guys out there, you like yourself, <laughs> definitely 100 wouldn't be a, a big deal. But for me, being on a wheelchair, yeah, 100 was a challenge. And I did it. I, I, from literally starting with five kilos, I ended up bench pressing 100 kilos. And I did two reps. Awesome. I could have gone three, but I tell people the coward in me stopped at two. <laughs> okay, because I was scary, obviously. You don't 100 kilos on your chest, right? But the whole point that day was to show people, to tell people and see. And even it was for me to know that I could do it. And I did it. Yeah. And when I did it, I want to show people that this was a guy who you th- might thought wouldn't even be able to enter a gym. 
and I just bench press 100 kilos. Mm-hmm. I that's mean, pretty amazing. That's not bad. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's people f- fully working out for years and years and years have that as a goal and they never reach it. You know, people, I think they, they need to see that it has been done for them to start doing it. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's what I think. Like, seeing I always is believing, isn't it? Totally. Seeing is believing. And I, that, that's what I'm trying to do. And my one example I've given in my talks is of a guy, uh, Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister, the runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So until 1984 or 54, it was considered impossible for a man to run a mile under four minutes. It was considered impossible. And then Roger Bannister broke that record on May 6th that year. He ran one mile in three minutes, 59 seconds. Now, the only difference is point one second. But you know what happened? Just because he did that impossible by point one second, people saw this is possible. And today, and after that, that year, many people broke his record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that did not matter. Roger Bannister it was not the point that he was fast to break 3.1, f- to break the four-minute barrier. He, just because Roger Bannister did it, it took him a sense of a lot of uncertainty to do something that was considered impossible yeah. till then. But when he did it, the rest of the world followed. And today, it's a normal routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're saying the same thing now with the two-hour marathon. Just... All people are almost there almost there huh? almost under two hours so it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on mm-hmm. once the first person does it let's see what happens yeah it will crazy. be a cascade yeah and yeah. then people are going to follow it and then it's going to become a normal routine trust me yeah that's why as I said I was pushing myself next week I'm going to be pulling a car <laughs> really <laughs> on a wheelchair and I did it wow. and this time I'm just adding two more cars I have a video if you want, we can uh, put it. Yeah. But uh, I so haven't so not officially told it out. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. So, what? Wh- why car? H- how is it? Wh- how are you going to do okay. it? Wh- what's going to happen? I'll, uh, so, I'm going to get um, a car that's going to be tied to my body. Okay? And uh, I'm going to be having a car in front as well, which is going to have the ropes attached to it. And I'm going to pull myself. So, the car, I'm like an anchor for the car. And the car is going to be on me, and I'm going to pull two cars one after another attached to each other so okay i so definitely need to see this to see this so it's going to happen so it's been planning from a while and uh, so it was last month where i wanted to really try it and i just uh, took i drove my car all the way to mohesna called a buddy of mine and uh, we tied my car on my on my shoulders and uh, basic very basic rope just put it on my shoulders and i started wheeling myself and uh, the car was moving i was like okay this is possible wow. mm-hmm. and the idea for this is basically um, now, I tell you, pull a car. Or anybody else. I would be like, hey, you know what? Just uh, pull a car. By default, anybody would be like, dude, that's a car, man. It's, it's not a toy. It's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Some guys would be like, yeah, I can pull a car. Like, why not, right? And, and they would go probably pull a car. But then, I tell now, guys, pull two cars. Dude, there's no way we can pull two cars. But it's possible. It's not impossible. Yeah? But now I tell a guy in a wheelchair or anybody else who's hearing this, tell a guy in a wheelchair, pull a car. Dude, what are you saying? Right? Do you, don't you agree with me? They're like, there's no way a guy in a wheelchair is going to pull a car. And now you're going to see a guy in a wheelchair pulling two cars. Well, when, when you post that, we'll definitely when repost you it, it for you. It's, it's so it's been going on from a while and uh, like the talks and finally we're going to be doing it about next week or the coming week. Yeah, the coming week we are planning for it in our school and uh, having two cars, two Mini Coopers attached to each other so total weight of 2,400 kilos yeah will you send us the details I'd love to come yeah that might, oh, well, that might work if we can get along to go I and check will, it out I yeah I'd uh, love to go and see it if I we will can. update it it's, good. it's gonna be yeah it's, it's gonna be in the morning maybe uh, 
in the coming week i will definitely update mm-hmm. you on it yeah, yeah so, it's amazing. so what we'll i've been doing la- last two weeks literally after work can you believe it after work i drive my car i call my friend i call her as well who just came with me we go all the way to this empty parking lot literally tying cars pulling and it hasn't been easy because though i did it first time months back it was simple mm-hmm. but suddenly the weight of these two cars are 2535 kilos what i have been pulling so there's no enough thrust power to give that kind of push initially yeah. like because my wheelchair is light as well and friction, you can't yeah. do mm. with that usually people need their legs and things like that yeah. so that was a challenge of me so initially the first days i went my, it was not moving the car was not moving i was so frustrated i was using my entire energy i was literally falling exhausted you know putting as much as i can then we tried another ways like we turn the wheelchair and the cars are in front of me and i'm pulling the cars but then we realized is the guy who's holding me has to be he was he was like he couldn't take it because as i said the amount of pressure i put he has to put the same amount of pressure to hold me on the yeah. on the ground so we were like that's not working i'm like but i have to do it so this was literally 2 3 days of me going every day seeing oh this is not possible that's not possible but i was not willing to give up i needed to do two cars and uh, that's how i even tried so we are like let's put a car in front and let me pull and and that's that's what worked because then there is enough force to pull both the cars one after another you know so we are looking forward to seeing this and mm, we're definitely yeah. going to come along and support you on that it sounds amazing the, 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 my whole idea for this is to also show people now suddenly you saw a guy you're going to see a guy who just did yeah, it on on, mm. two, on two cars and and that was you that was something you would definitely consider impossible now this was something you would definitely consider impossible right now look at your own lives yeah. now what is what is something considered impossible in your life maybe getting that promotion maybe reaching that goal maybe getting that maybe getting this which is impossible for you brick like i can be i can maybe reach this oh but that is impossible why do you have this mindset why do you have this gap why everybody is equal everybody is born equally it's how you use and how you build yourself up that makes a difference so basically we're breaking the glass ceiling we, and totally. everything is possible everything is possible people are just limiting themselves people are limited or they are only in a certain position today because they choose to be they choose to be there's nothing you want to do something you can definitely do it i wanted to get to the gym i i did whatever it took it took me five and a half hours end of the day did i get myself to the gym in business bay i did so it's it's literally patience i think it's literally patience it's literally dedication a lot of dedication i i totally think so i have never stopped myself like i wanted to get into the music business as well and uh, so as of last year what i did was uh, so i was in motivational speaking i was a motivational speaker i became one i became an official influencer even for the dubai fitness challenge i'm an official influencer for them as well and uh, i wanted to get into i love i love music i wanted to get into djing and i bought a console as well and now hopefully before this year runs I'll be, you'll even see me playing a gig wow. awesome <coughs> that's like, amazing why stop You're yourself to why stop yourself mm-hmm. like this is my passion i'm going to get it and i'm going to be dominating it like for sure because i'm going to put all what i have into it and uh, last year i uh, when i was in the hospital i came back from bangalore after my solo trip and i was in the hospital and and i was just by myself i did not allow my mom to stay with me because i don't want her to be in a hospital just because of me so I, like you go home i'll be here they used to come in the mornings and they used to go back and i wrote a rap so i used to love rapping as a kid i used to like literally take out printouts of eminem and 50 cent and be in the mirror put my cap on yeah. like a fake chain on and be like yo you know i used to go like that and uh, last year i i ended up writing a rap and uh, chris heard it and he played it on the radio amazing 
amazing. And a lot of people were inspired by the rap because that rap was just a message for me to tell people that it was a it was a positive idea in my mind at that time and I wanted to convert it into a song because nothing better than a song, right? I mean that's something you won't forget. And um and uh, yeah, that got played on the radio. A lot of people like like loved it, liked it. Amazing. So, Sujit, thank you so much for coming today on A Life of Education. Your story is unbelievably like impressive and very inspirational. Thank so you so much. Thank you for inspiring all of us. Yeah, where can people follow your story online? On what, what uh, Instagram, it's Sujit Story. So spell that. S-U-J-I-T-H Story. S-T-O-R-Y. Okay, and they'll be able to see all of your, all of your stuff on that. Definitely. Cool, awesome. I, I can't, I can't wait to do more. You know, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an example. I think for others, if, if my purpose is to empower others, to bring people up, I mean, I'm so happy. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm going to be no, doing. Absolutely, man. I, there's yeah. a lot of people facing different challenges. Some, some, yeah. some more challenging than others, and it's just great to hear that people are succeeding at overcoming the things that they're faced with because it puts everything in perspective. It's, it's mm. you just, I just tell people, don't stop, don't limit yourself. Like, what is your potential? What is this? Is your life? Yeah. This is a one-time opportunity. You're not if you lo- if you lost it, you're not getting it back again. That's it. It's just it's your life. Why not do it? Not for not for anybody. For yourself. You know, if yeah. you're not doing it for yourself, then who are you really doing it for? Mm-hmm. So stop limiting. Stop thinking that is impossible. Anything is possible. Like literally, go into the imagination, the wildest imagination that is possible for you. Can you believe it? It's hard to maybe digest it initially, but if you really believe it, it is possible. And 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 I I I guarantee tell you that's that's working in my life, and it can work in anybody's. Yeah, you know? amazing. Awesome. Well, amazing. on that note, we'll finish on that. Thanks a lot for coming to us. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. See you again soon. Bye, bye.